Right now, we're in the African savanna on a beautiful, sunny summer morning, where we're witnessing a young Amazon PPC campaign in its natural habitat. This juvenile campaign is just two weeks old, newly birthed from Seller Central. You can tell this campaign has so much natural instinct with its fresh new auto-targeting ad groups. Watch closely. You can see already it's learning how to stand and grow, reporting on clicks, conversions, and ACOS. While it seems like this young campaign is healthy and strong, in its youth, it's extremely vulnerable and unprotected from lurking predators. Michael, look! On the horizon, a herd of fierce, irrelevant search queries are approaching. Ah, yes, Stephen. While these queries are dangerous, they don't attack like a lion or a jaguar. Instead, they are parasitic, slowly debilitating an Amazon campaign by draining its ad spend budget to death with low conversion rates. This poor young campaign, defenseless and completely unaware of the encroaching danger. Oh no! The predators have descended upon the campaign! And look! Here comes, galloping in the distance, a search term with 75 clicks and no conversions. This is surely the end of this young campaign. Ah! What's this? Suddenly appearing out of the brush! It's a fully grown ad badger charging in! He's coming to save the campaign! And completely upgrading the campaign with new bid optimizations. Michael! The ad badger is completely pulverizing the vicious, unprofitable search terms. The ad badger has proven himself victorious once again, and he will go on to fight and defend more Amazon campaigns here in the savannah for many years to come. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Steven from Ad Badger, and you are listening to the AMZ PPC Den podcast, the world's first Amazon PPC advertising podcast and your source for all the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to get the most from your Amazon ads. And you guys can find all of our episodes, show notes, and links at adbadger.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, Badger Nation? It is Mike here from Ad Badger, and I am super stoked about this episode. Steven, are you stoked too? You know, Mike, I don't think I've been more excited to record a particular episode. I mean, even just while we were prepping for the show, I was um, I was getting giddy. Uh, in fact, I woke up this morning, saw some Amazon news, and was instantly like, that's our episode for today. Uh, no it's, way. it's been a long wow. awaited, uh, thing that we're going to be talking about today. And it's finally here. It's like Christmas came early for us. When I was writing our show notes, I was like, this is the, you know, one of the biggest sponsored brand ads updates. And then I was like erasing the word biggest. And I wrote the word alarming, uh, like it's alarming that we haven't had this update until now, and we've had sponsored brand ads for such a long time. So today, we're going to be talking about this big and alarming update to sponsored brand ads, which is search term reports inside the ad type of sponsored brand ads. But before we do, I want to give a quick shout out to Brian Andrus. Thank you so much. He left us a five-star review on our Apple podcasts. Uh, it's how we help we can help spread the word of Amazon advertising best practices to people. So thank you so much, Brian. Uh, his review, best Amazon podcast, entertaining and informative. I'm a longtime Amazon seller and I'm just getting started with ads. Welcome to the club, Brian. Listening to these guys has helped us get started in the right direction. Um, some say the one direction. 
Uh, content is always very relevant and valuable. That's what we try to do, Brian, where every single episode is all Amazon advertising, the latest news, tips, and tricks, as well as to leave you with something pretty tangible. You can go and improve your campaigns. Thanks, Brian. We think you're, we think you're awesome. Heck yeah. So, sponsored brand ads search term reports. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the nuances of sponsored brand ads search reports and how uh, some keyword targeting options are both different in sponsored products versus sponsored brand ads. Uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, really, this is such a fundamental theme in the world of paid traffic, it, you know, search term management or sort of impression management, the things that you're appearing for. And, and paid traffic is really this constant push and pull, uh, you know, this push of trying to cast a wide net to try to find new things that convert for you and then finding those things that convert and then amplifying those. Uh, you know, this is true on pretty much any paid traffic platform uh, where you're trying to find the best converting items, whether it be an audience uh, or in this case, search terms, and then amplify it. You know, we've always called it RPSB, research, peel, stick, and block. Research, cast that wide net, peel and stick, peel out the converting item, stick it into uh, its own sort of manual target, and then if you can, block it from the source. Uh, so we're going to be touching on some of these themes in today's episode, really big updates for sponsored brand ads, Stephen. Yeah, and one thing that we have kind of been seeing between sponsored products and sponsored brands is that clearly um, there's two different product development teams from Amazon that are working on, on these uh, advertising products. And we don't think that they really <laughs> communicate with each other a lot, or at least mm -hmm. they don't have the same um, like oversight decision-making team um, right. because they function so differently. Um, even just like you said, like search reports coming, like, you know, you'd think it'd be easy to like, hey, just copy paste the code for search reports from sponsored products <laughs> to sponsored brands, but clearly it's not that easy. And one of the things that we even found out now that we have sponsored, uh, or sorry, uh, search reports, that we'll dive into is that sponsored products and sponsored brands have different definitions for what a broad match keyword is and, and what it does and yes. what qualifies. Um, so we'll dive into that. Um, and you know, it only raises qu more questions for a sponsored display. Like more who's, who's working on yes. that? You know, who's that? That? <laughs> <laughs> that guy's in the basement. That yeah. guy's in the basement. <laughs> so yeah, a lot, a lot going on and it's, it's, uh, it's exciting and, and uh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, starting off the bat, there's four match types for sponsored brand ads and only three for sponsored products. Mm -hmm. You know, sponsored brands, exact phrase, broad, modified broad, uh, which behave so differently. It's, you know, and you know it is the fourth one. And you know what's funny yeah. is a lot of people listening right now are probably like, what do you mean there's four match types? Like, if I, <laughs> if when I look at the drop down or when I'm, you know, when I'm in campaign manager, like I only have three. And so we'll talk a little bit mm -hmm. about how to tap into that fourth one and what you have to do to get access to the fourth match type. Um, you know, Stephen, I love, I love secret goodies. So if someone doesn't know that modified broad is the thing on, uh, on, yeah, modified broad on sponsored brand ads. Uh, also I have to say everything relating to this episode is a bit of like, like it's like a lot of words and like a <laughs> lot of letters to say very similar things. Um, so I want to do a quick recap of some terminology before we go any further. We've got search terms, we've got keywords, and we've got targets. Um, let's start, and a lot of times they're used interchangeably. Um, and, I, and I think sometimes 
in common vernacular, they're used one way uh, versus what Amazon says versus what maybe, you know, some people say. So I do think it's worth taking a quick moment and actually breaking down some of these keywords, uh, breaking, look at this, I told you, <laughs> <laughs> breaking down some of these terminologies. So Stephen, keyword versus search term versus target. Why is it worth being sure that we're all on the same page about these things? Well, um, first of all, just because you don't want to sound like an idiot when you're talking and, and, uh, <laughs> and, you know, you want to sound like you're professional and getting your terminology correct so that you're not saying like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, the customer typed in this keyword or I'm going to add negative search terms. Um, right. So yeah, so keywords are what you as the advertiser are selecting to target. Uh, and we'll jump into what we mean by target in a second as well. Uh, and search terms are what the customers are actually typing in. Uh, I think yep. a lot of people, especially if you're listening to this uh, episode or this podcast, I should say, like you, you probably know the difference between search terms and keywords. Search terms come from the customers, keywords come from us. Um, and based on the match type, if it's a match, then your ad qualifies to show in that search. Um, the thing that I'm not sure a lot of people know about is, is uh, targets. Um, mm -hmm. And probably one way to put it is all keywords are targets, but not all tar targets are keywords because you can also be targeting, you know, you could be targeting a certain keyword or you could be targeting a certain ASIN, or you could be targeting a certain category, um, or you mm -hmm. could even do negative targeting. Um, or you can have auto-targets. Or auto, yeah, yeah, great example. Yeah, like targeting close match or targeting loose match in those automatic mm -hmm. campaigns. Yes. So, so this is so interesting because when you go into the world of SEO, deep-seated into the world of SEO is this word, keyword. Uh, and the way that it gets talked about is, you know, I'm ranking for this keyword, look who's appearing for this keyword. And then you have to really take a moment, like that's in the SEO world, where what people talking about SEO, when they say, hey, I typed in the keyword running shoes, and look who's ranked number one, what that really means is someone made a search for running shoes, meaning the search term was running shoes. Um, so really the correct terminology is, oh, I rank number one for the search term running shoes. Um, I just really do think the word keyword is so, it's like, you know, when they talk about the big bang and how there was like a mix of gases, like the helium and the hydrogen, like the word keyword was one of those things for digital marketing. Just and it's just everywhere place, now. Yeah. yeah. So even though search term means the things that people search uh, not, and a keyword is what you actually are bidding on inside your PPC campaigns, um, a lot of people, especially when we refer to it on SEO, um, they call those things that people search keywords, which from a PPC world is not accurate. So just to summarize, targeting is going to be how your ads are triggered and they can be sort of auto-targeting, close match, loose match, substitutions, compliments. Uh, they can be manual product targeting. There's like the categories and the star refinements as well as individual ASIN targeting. Then you can have keyword targets uh, in a manual Sponsor, a sponsored brand or sponsored product campaign. And then of course, those keywords will trigger search terms uh, and search terms are what actually earned the impression or the click. Um, so that is the relationship between targets, keywords, and search terms. 
And hopefully that's uh, all clear now. But now that we have those sort of definitions out of the way, um, let's actually jump into um, what's new with sponsored brands this week. And just so you guys know, this when we say this week, today is November 21st, 2019. Um, and this episode, so we're recording this before Thanksgiving, but the episode is going to uh, go live on the air after Thanksgiving. Um, we're a couple weeks ahead right now. So um, by the time you, you hear this, hopefully you've already discovered search and reports. And if not, well, at least now you can really jump in and start using them. And so essentially the impact of this is threefold. Um, with these search term reports, now we can do much better negative keyword research. Um, we can use that to refine our broad and phrase match keywords, find out which irrelevant searches were coming through. And I mean, that was like the big thing that like I was always waiting for. It's like, you know, this broad match keyword is not performing well. I have no mm -hmm. idea if it's, I mean, the, the, my keyword's relevant. So I have no idea what searches it's are coming up for, why it has such bad performance, but now we can find out. Um, mm -hmm. The second thing is we can now do RPSB with our sponsored brand ads. Um, we couldn't do that before without the search term reports. We could only do that for sponsored products. Um, and then we've also found a third thing, which is that broad match isn't what you probably think it is, uh, if you're thinking in terms of sponsored products. Now, um, we'll dive into this a little bit. We, I did know that broad match, um, well, yeah, actually, you know, let's just dive into the, to the next part of the episode and we'll kick it off with talking about broad match keywords and what they are. So yeah, probably the first uh, and most sort of interesting thing or at least most pressing thing is how different these broad match keywords are between sponsored products and sponsored brands. Um, I had heard before that broad match keywords in Amazon included um, synonyms or similar words to your keywords, items like that. But if you ever download a sponsored product report, and me and Mike actually just double checked this while we were prepping, download a sponsored product search term report, look at all your broad match keywords, you will notice the customer search terms are never synonyms for your broad match keyword. In fact, the only difference between a broad match keyword and a phrase match keyword is that uh, with broad match, the word order doesn't matter. So if we were doing, you know, the classic example, you know, if we were doing like men's running shoes as a phrase, uh, the search term has to have that full phrase, unbroken, like that. But a broad could do running shoes for men um, or like, you know, men's trail running shoes. Uh, you know, it, it, can, it can break up the word order, insert words in between, and that's the way it's always worked. Um, so I was confused when, when people would say, oh yeah, broad match includes synonyms, other stuff. But now that we just downloaded our first sponsored brand search term report, uh, Mike, what did we find? So sponsored brand broad matches versus sponsored product broad matches behave so differently that they shouldn't even be the same they shouldn't even be labeled the same way. Right. Um, so now we're going to have to be, you know, I mentioned earlier in the show about how verbose this is getting. Um, so we're now going to have to specify sponsored products broad match versus sponsored brand ads broad match because they behave so differently. So to, to sort of give you the outer uh, skin of this onion, we downloaded a search term report inside sponsored products. So for sponsored brand ads, 
as long as the search term is broadly related to your keywords, uh, then it qualifies to trigger that keyword. So and this includes synonyms. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, just to interject, when we mean broadly relates, we mean mm -hmm. capital letters broadly, like a very broad, <laughs> yes. we'll give you some examples in a moment. Yes, like a branching tree, like, you play, like you're somehow playing a game of telephone, uh, meaning your source keyword that you punch in versus what it actually gets triggered for will look vastly different. So we actually looked up some examples uh, and with uh, some finesse, we, here they are. Organic spicy horseradish mustard for pretzels. Sounds like a tongue twister. That was a... <laughs> That is a, I that's a tongue twister. Lots of tongue twisters in this episode. But organic spicy horseradish mustard for pretzels. That was what we were bidding on broad match. And Stephen, what was the search term? Pretzel. Pretzel. It only relates to one word, not even the entire keyword. You know, if someone's just searching pretzel, for not only that, but the search for pretzels is completely different than selling uh, horseradish yeah. mustard. <laughs> totally different. So these things are completely different. Yes, they both have the word pretzel in it, but that is not you know a direct hit, you would say. Um, and we had another example, which was pretty crazy. Steven, you want to take this one? Yeah. So the keyword, yeah. So that first example shows you that um, the search term only has to actually relate to one of the keywords, not even all of the keywords. You'll never see that with sponsored products. With sponsored products, all of the words in your keyword need to be in the search term. You can reorder them, mm -hmm. restructure them, whatever, but all of the words have to be there, not with sponsored brand. Uh, the other example, and this shows you just how widely uh, this broad match works, um, the keyword was mint toothpaste. The search term was Harry Lee's honey and lavender hand soap. It's not even the same thing. It's not even the same product. Um, I guess in Amazon's algorithm, it was like, okay, bathroom supplies. Um, mm -hmm. So it throws us in there. But I mean, like... Is this a compliment? Right. Yeah, this is like, this is behaving like a compliment. Yeah. So I get it, um, I guess. Like maybe the person who's looking for hand soap is in the market for mint toothpaste, but you can just, the conversion rates you know are going to be low. Yeah, this is search advertising. People are typing in what they're looking for. Why serve them a, you know, this broad? Um, so totally crazy. We also saw a third very strange thing with sponsored brand broad, which is, this happened all the time and I used to do a lot of Google ads. Foreign languages triggering my English keywords uh, crazy, uh, we started seeing some Chinese symbols in some of our search terms. Uh, and this is pretty crazy. Never saw this in sponsored product search term reports, never. Um, so that's pretty wild. Yeah, you would actually, if you wanted to tr like target, um, say Spanish speakers or like Korean speakers, you would actually have to, you know, get a translator, do Google Translate, and then type in the actual Spanish word as your keyword. Um, but, mm -hmm. and that is for, that would, that would be for sponsored products, broad match for sponsored brand broad match. Uh, Amazon has some sort of translating algorithm. Uh, you know, we, when we saw like those Chinese symbols, we copied and pasted that into a, a Google, Google translate. And what was coming out on the other end was indeed, um, you know, 
relevant, relevant searches like mint toothpaste or whatever. Um, but yeah, just something to keep in mind because maybe the, maybe the Chinese phrase was Harry Lee's honey and lavender soap, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll right. definitely want to do some fine tooth combing, uh, through your search reports for, for any of your brand ads that you're currently running. Right. Now here's the extra crazy thing. Uh, here's the fourth match type, uh, inside sponsored brand ads, which is, you know, let's say you're listening to this and you're like, wow, I would never want to use broad match keywords, uh, in my sponsored brand ads. Not all of them. We, we did pick out some outliers, but it is worth mentioning them uh, because again, inside your search term report, you're only seeing things that you at least got, you know, one click for typically, uh, every once in a while you will get a just pure impression, no click, uh, row in a search term report. But in general, you're, you're only seeing things that have had a click, which means you know, even with a 1% click-through rate, that means 99% of impressions you just don't have any data for in your search term report. So if you're wondering, oh man, what should I be, should I ever use broad? Uh, Again, use it in the research peel stick and block, use it in its own dedicated area, Uh, use it with a low bid, use it with loads of negative keywords because now you can, you know, do good negative keyword research with it, but also do proactive uh, negative keyword research with it too. So this is an activity that, you know, I carried with me from my Google ads days where we would do proactive negative keyword research where you would actually like go to a keyword research tool and you would type in toothpaste and you would type in bathroom and you would type in, um, you know, high, like, cleaning, like cleaning products. And like, even if you're saying like, why would I do research around cleaning products if I'm selling toothpaste? Well, you would do that to get a whole bunch of new negative phrase ideas. And that's what I would call proactive negative keyword research because it helps you attack that 99% of search terms you actually don't see. So with all that said, um, that's how you would want to use broad match inside your sponsored brand ads. But if you wanted behavior similar to sponsored products broad match inside sponsored brands, that's actually known as modified broad. So that was a really long way to get here. But modified broad match, the term that Amazon borrowed from Google, uh, it's the plus sign in front of each word in a broad match keyword. So, you know, a broad would be running shoes for men, but modified broad would be running shoes for, and then you could put a plus in front of men And then every search that triggers this keyword has to at least have the word men in it. Now, it might trigger in this example, uh, you know, fitness equipment for men, uh, and that would be valid. So if you really wanted to hone in on, you know, running shoes and men, then you would put that plus sign in front of running and then in front of shoes and then in front of men. And... You know, we'll have this in the show notes and on our blog post associated with this episode. So you can see some of these examples, um, but that is modified broad. Modified broad, it behaves the same way in Google ads. It behaves this way in sponsored brand ads. And this is actually how, without putting plus signs, that broad match works in sponsored products. Stephen, that was a mouthful. Yeah, um, but I think you explained it really well. Um but yeah, essentially the, the default broad match uh, type in sponsored products is modified broad match as the rest of the search engine marketing world knows it um, as 
far as like Google calls broad match, um, or sorry, yeah, what Google calls modified broad match and what sponsored brands calls modified broad match is just the default broad match for sponsored products. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just to restate what Mike was saying, like if you just said running shoes for men in sponsored products, you know, you'd only get searches that have the words running and shoes and men in it. Um, but with sponsored brands, you would get fitness equipment. Uh, you could maybe just get, you could maybe just get like a hiking boots could probably trigger that, that keyword. Um, so if you really, yeah. So if you really want to make sure like, no, I only want people who are searching running, like I don't want hiking, I want running. Um, you just throw a little plus sign, no space, just plus running, uh, no spaces. So plus running shoes for men would guarantee that the word running is going to be in the search, or you could do plus running plus shoes for plus men. Um, cause you probably don't need Ford to be in the search. Um, but yeah, so that is how it works. Um, hopefully that mm-hmm. makes sense to you guys. And, uh, hopefully you can take advantage of that new piece of knowledge now with these search term reports and your sponsored brand ads. Already, And as we were looking at these search term reports for sponsored brand ads, we took a look at some of our ASIN targeting, uh, ASIN targets. And again, it is a bit confusing to, you know, have an ASIN target because you are intending to get impressions and clicks on that specific ASIN's product display, product detail page. However, we discovered something pretty crazy that I did not expect. Steven, explain this sort of X-Files level moment. Yeah, so we've always noticed on um, sponsored product campaigns, at least, that if you have a product targeting campaign and if you look at the placement settings, your product isn't only displaying on the product pages and getting impressions and clicks there, but it's also will be displaying at top of search and rest of search, which made us realize, oh, wow, okay, product targeting isn't the same thing as product page placement. Um, it just means you're following that product wherever it may go. And the new sponsored brands search terms report um, confirms that. And um, by the way, if you didn't know this, you can now do product targeting with sponsored brands. That's also a new thing. Um, used to only be able to target keywords, but now you can actually target uh, individual ASINs or, or brands or categories with sponsored brands. Um, so we looked at our ASIN targets that we had going and all of the... Uh, and in the right-hand column, all the search terms are a whole bunch of different searches that were related to those competitors' ASINs that we were targeting. Um, sometimes the search term was the actual competitor's brand name. Sometimes the search terms were just generic keywords that the competitor happens to be on the search page for. Um, but the point is, all of these were actual search terms that we were showing up for. Uh, we were basically just following our our sponsored brand ad was just following these ASINs around the Amazon search page, wherever they may be. Um, and sponsored brands can also appear in other locations, not just on top of the search. They can appear on right. the hide li- on the sidelines, on the bottom. Yeah, so super interesting. Again, for this one, I don't know if it's necessarily, I mean, it's interesting that it's not as intended. And I'm almost ready to do an experiment where I have an ASIN target with a plus sign in front of it to see if it actually targets that exact product display page. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if this is necessarily a bad thing. Like this isn't as uh, crazy as you know some of the keyword to search term matchups that we were talking about. But again, it's the power of being sure that you know 
you do have the search and report and you can now use this data to inform what actions you take. So if you are getting these search impressions and search clicks that aren't converting, you can look at the ASIN that you're targeting and decide whether it's worth it to continue appearing for it now. So that's pretty big. So that is essentially uh, it for the show. Um, search term reports for sponsored brand ads. Um, Mike, were you going to say something? You know, Stephen, we have a really high bar for the show where we always want to leave people with something that they could, you know, end the podcast, immediately jump into their accounts and start improving them and getting better results. Uh, and I think this is this is it to a T in the sense of this is a new optimization task, um, you know, where you used to just download search term reports for sponsored products, you now must also download search term reports for sponsored brand ads. Look through it. Uh, make some new considerations about how the broad behaves. Add new negatives. If you're going to use broad, be sure you add proactive negatives as well. Um, so th it's, it's pretty big. I mean, this is a new optimization task. The time that it now takes to optimize an Amazon ads campaign has just gone up, which I generally think is actually good. Hear me out. It's good that it's getting a little bit more, you know, arduous to optimize campaigns because, you know, if you're not listening to the show, you probably don't know about it and you're probably not taking advantage of it. And maybe these people have loads abroad in their accounts. Um, so we're here, you know, we're taking, you know, everyone listening to the show is like taking action in their accounts and it's going to get easier for us uh, as more and more people don't take advantage of all these new optimizations. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, Amazon's quickly evolving, quickly changing. And if you guys are, you know, listening to this episode, then you're right on like the leading edge of Amazon advertising, which is amazing because, um, the more complicated it gets, that just means, uh, and if you're ahead of the game, then you're ahead of your competition and, you, and you're taking advantage of new things that they're not doing yet. Um, but yeah, this definitely opens up a completely new way of thinking about, uh, sponsored brand ads because before, uh, you know, when we talk about RPSB, we talk about, you know, separating your broad from your exact and separate ad groups. Um, sponsored brand doesn't have ad groups. I'm guessing ad groups are coming to sponsored brands uh, once mm -hmm. that product development team gets around mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we used to just, uh, at least I used to just lump in my exact and my phrase, my broad match keywords all in the same group because there was, I mean, the, the purpose of segmenting those out is for, right. you know, keyword research, but that wasn't a thing. Uh, you couldn't RPSB without search term reports. Um, but now, you know, it's very, it's game changing because now we'll want to have like, you know, a broad match and a phrase match only campaign for your uh, sponsored brands. And then as you get conversions, you're going to be pulling those over and RPSBing and moving those converting search terms over to your exact match campaign. Um, so total new way of, of yeah, structuring up, structuring your sponsored brand ads. It's, it's a huge game changer. That's right. Use it, everyone, and improve your campaigns. And we'll see you next time here on The Badger Den. Peace out. Hey, everybody. It's Mike here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And as some of you may already know, the podcast isn't all that we do when it comes to Amazon. Uh, we actually spend the majority of our day working on building the best Amazon advertising tool we possibly can to help automate a lot of the concepts that we discuss during the show. 
Yep. And we appreciate you as listeners. We'd love your feedback about our app. Uh, and if you're interested in giving our free trial a shot, just head on over to adbadger.com slash podcast deal. That's adbadger.com slash podcast deal. Thank you so much for the support, guys. We really do appreciate you and we'll see you next episode.